Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. We are on episode 45, Do More With More. Thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening, please make sure to five-star rate, review, subscribe, support the podcast. Also on the show notes, you can support the podcast. Of course, this week we're going to go over what's in the news. Exciting stuff all over the business and finance ecosystem. And this week in the roundtable, we're going to talk about doing more with more. So um, I always discuss, you know, ways that you are not supposed to try to make funds or try to come up. So let me actually give you ways that you that I think you can. Uh, so that'll be an interesting discussion. Question of the week. I like question of the week. We have that. And finally, our regular personal update. Thank you for listening to this episode. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, we're back live in the flesh. Let's give a market update this week. The market has been, you know, this past week rather tame, I would say. I think the biggest drivers are the viruses. So you're seeing that rotation as still between cyclical stocks, non-cyclical growth. And you're also seeing the, 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 the kind of the dichotomy between the virus versus the vaccine news. So the virus cases are still rising. Um, so that's a big concern. But we're also getting positive news on the vaccine front, which is a positive thing for everyone. Everyone wants that. So they're being rushed out. They're being actual transmission to folks is, is getting close. They're trying to figure out how to, one, get regulatory approval for it, and then two, be able to disseminate the vaccine to everyone that needs it as quickly as possible. Obviously, we still have the Congress relief bill that's still sitting on the desks of the lawmakers and has not been passed for the second aid. I think that's, you know, rather disturbing that the second aid hasn't come out for people that are suffering. A lot of people have been unemployed for a long time. So, yeah, I think people need that that second relief. Um, but if you're looking at the the market itself, November was a huge month for the market. I was reading that was like the biggest, the, the market was up like what, 11, 12% this month, uh, past month in November. Best month for the market since like 1987, uh, driven by a lot of optimism in the vaccine news um, and different things around that nature. Now our next catalyst is we're, we're going into the winter months. It's understanding are people going to, you know, be able to be out and about and and go about a somewhat more normal life or is that getting closer is that picture getting closer that's the biggest thing as far as we're looking at it so on the pandemic front america notched new records they now reported over 200,000 daily cases and 100,000 hospitalizations perhaps the most grim number is the 3,157 fatalities in a single day um which is 20% higher than the previous record uh, but that's again, obviously not good news, still something, a war, still a battle that is being fought, um, and, and something that people are, are much, much 
uh, much it's much maligned what's going on right now. So that's the market update and what we're seeing across the, the market. Again, for long-term investors, this is not stuff to spook you. If you're someone that has a long-term horizon, you shouldn't be trying to time the market. I've said that time and time and again. And I hope my information is getting to people because they still freak out over this and that. This is just news, but it doesn't matter for someone that has a long horizon. You should be investing. We, we've talked about this multiple times. Um, there is no bad time to be invested in the market for people that have longer horizons or even shorter horizons. Like people just don't fully grasp, grasp things sometimes. Um, so moving forward to what's in the news this year, Black Friday, I didn't even get anything for Black Friday. Did anyone get anything for Black Friday for themselves or for other people or for me? Please send over the PS5 if you got me one. I would love to play the PlayStation 5, even though I don't ever play video games, but it just sounds like the cool thing to have. So send me an Xbox. What's the new Xbox called? Send me one of those two systems if you really care about me, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. So what we're expecting the Black Friday, the stats were high. Um, you know, the Black Friday stats looked, looked strong. The e-commerce was really strong. I think I read somewhere that it was a 20 some percent increase in e-commerce sales on black friday from the year prior which is huge the pandemic pulled for the demand for e-commerce and it's so intrinsic and so intertwined with our lives now if you're not using e-commerce and in your business it's not likely it's going to be in trouble not if not now for sure in the next five to ten years if you don't have some sort of e-commerce play into your business model it's you're done that's my prediction, and that's you know pretty clear to see. But that's something to just be watching for um, on that front. Big acquisition news: Salesforce has purchased Slack. Um, so just before Thanksgiving break, news broke that Salesforce was in talks to buy Slack, um, and they cemented that. And Slack, obviously, so it's hard to explain the technicalities of this. But when another company buys Another public company, when a public company buys another public company, there's obviously stock price movement, but it's just based on the fact that the purchasing company will buy the stock at a premium, which then makes the stock jump up a certain amount. But long story short, uh, Salesforce is buying Slack. Uh, if you don't know Salesforce, it's a CRM cloud software company that does a great job with customer relationship management. Um, and then Slack is like a social media workplace channel that people use to communicate um use groups uh, and talk and salesforce thought it would make sense in their ecosystem so they bought slack uh salesforce is a big company that does a lot of acquisitions they're growing they're looking to mark benioff just talked about it in dreamforce which is like their annual investor day presentation they're looking to get to 50 billion in revenue i think they're on like 25 30 right now and they're on the path to try to get to 50 billion um and they're doing so heavily with obviously internal increasing but also looking at um looking at acquisitions and or non-organic growth which is um part of a way to get to that 50 billion number so that's what they that's what they did um so it'll be interesting to see how they integrate slack into their platforms and into their ecosystem and now for back to stock market news yeah and i was mentioning earlier November 2020 was a huge news for a huge month for stocks. Global equities had their best month since 1988. Uh, thanks to, again, promising news on the coronavirus vaccine, uh, the qualm of at least the election day qualm um, getting past that. 
Um, so that was surprising. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about different s- sectors, industries. Um, so it's very, very interesting to see that. So that's, that's good news in general. Switching gears, no pun intended. We're going to talk about electric cars. But shares of Nikola fell 27% after GM announced it was pulling out of the deal to take a 11% equity stake. And as well as um, they're just like slimming down on the partnership that was talked about. We talked about this in the podcast like a month ago. Uh, Nikola Motors, the electric car making company. And obviously everyone knows who GM, General Motors is. There was talks about a partnership. Um, and, and GM taking an 11% stake in the company. But that has been slimmed down after all the turmoil that Nikola went through with the stepping down of the founder and CEO, the allegations, all of that, uh, the fraud allegations. So GM has realized that they don't want to get in bed with this type of partner, um, and they're they're pulling back on it. So Nikola shares fell, and all those people that are day trading Nikola lost um, their shirt off their back on that one. So be careful, folks. Again, people don't really understand to not just buy things because it's going up, but they won't learn it from me. They will learn it when they have not much left. Um, that's another uh, another discussion. Moving forward, Curry, Steph Curry and Under Armour, big Under Armour and Steph Curry news. Under Armour and NBA Steph Curry announced the launch of Curry Brand, a signature line of clothing, shoes, and other golf and basketball products. Um, according to Piper Sandler's survey, Under Armour is the number one on the list of brands no longer worn by male teens. Translation, it's just not cool anymore. Um, I don't think Under Armour was ever really cool besides in the football world. Uh, in the basketball world, no, they could never do it. My thoughts on this, it's a little too late. Like, they should have done this years ago when Curry's at his peak and he's obviously still a great player we can call him still top five top 10 top 10 in the league at least but it's a little too late he's on a downswing this should have been done years ago at his peak not now under armor again i've talked about the company a little bit even on cnbc it's just a mismanagement problem under armor has all the things in place when you're talking about infrastructure certain brands whatever but they're just mismanagement their execution is horrible like Talking about execution of companies, execution of this, execution of the brand. They just do things at the wrong times, and it's just not working out. So that's that's my thought on it. Could have, should have been way earlier. Um, just just not just not gonna go out the way they think it is. Interesting news. Let's talk about the Securities and Exchange Commission and NASDAQ. So yesterday, the NASDAQ, which is like an exchange where you can buy and sell securities, everyone buys things on some sort of exchange, NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange, whatever. The NASDAQ asked the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, if it can require all 3,300 companies listed on the exchange to publicly disclose diversity statistics about their board of directors, and have at least two directors, one woman, one who identifies as uh, one woman and one who identifies as an underrepresented minority. Um, so if the SEC says yes, the boards have two years to bring at least one diverse director and two to three more to hire the second. If they miss the deadline and fail to provide a sufficient explanation, uh, they could get delisted. So that's quite interesting news. Big step. Um, again, I've, I haven't really talked publicly about these type of things, but I think it's good if you want different perspectives, uh, increase board diversity, uh, especially for public companies. That's a hard thing. That's definitely the thing that hasn't been done so far. So I think it's a great, great move. 
So it'll be good. It'll be good to watch, and hopefully that that gets executed and gets and gets done. Apologies for the background noise, people. If you're hearing that, there's a construction like right outside my window. But thank you, thank you for listening to the a news update. Let's now go to the finance roundtable. Hey everyone, gather around for the finance round table. This time we're going to talk about doing more with more. So I always talk about ways, you know, the ways you can't make money because it's, you know, just gambling, like day trading and all those things. I feel like I sound so pessimistic in the sense that I'm not giving people my thoughts on ways you can make more money or ways you can have more, ways you can do things. I hate the detractors when it's like, okay, spend less, all that stuff. Yes, we get that. And I also think I belabored the point, well, obviously sometimes not enough, that you're not going to be able to trade your way to wealth or trade your way to um, day trade or swing trade or options trade or forex trade your way to financial dependence. You're not, you're just not going to do that. But what are the ways you can? It's easier said than done. I know that. But we all know that making more and increasing income is the quickest way to financial independence. I hope, at least I hope we know that. So you can increase your worth in many different ways. Obviously, you can kill it in your career killing the corporate ladder. I'm not shaming the corporate ladder people. That's a great way to find stability for your, your parent, for your, for your family, get a, you know, a paycheck every two weeks, killing it. You have good work friends, but you have to understand the political game when it comes to corporate um, America and understand how to rise up. But that's one way, get promotions, get a new job, leverage offers. Those are things that are easier said than done, but that's the only, like, that's one of the ways. Obviously we talk about entrepreneurship, and when you're an entrepreneur, not only are you cash flowing from the business, right? But your business is also worth something. Sometimes four or five, six times what you cash flow, what you make. So that obviously on paper increases your net worth because you can obviously sell a business for X amount of dollars based on you know your past 12 month annual cash flow. So it's easier said than done, but... <laughs> Making more, do more with more is, is a super important concept that people understand. I don't want people to be money obsessed in the sense that they just only look at that. Like they only look at a job for, I know back when I was younger, I would only look at a job based on the salary. I'm like, but that's not how it always, it's, that's not what you should do. You should do something you're passionate about one. Actually, you should do something you're good at one, passionate about two. And then three, yes, it should be, provide income at a good rate that makes sense for you but you have to do more with more and go out and get what's yours. Like, I feel like people are so, you know, if you talk to me, I feel like I'm one of the more competent people you'll meet in the sense that I 100% understand my worth, my value, my vision, what I'm doing. And you should do that too. Like if you write down, now is a good time to do that because we're going into 2021 and hopefully a great year for everyone. But write down what you want. Write down those things that you want to accomplish in the next year, two years, three years, four years, and go get that. There's no reason why you cannot accomplish those things ASAP. There's no reason. Like lack of confidence is for me one of the most astounding things I've seen just because I, I just don't have it. Like I don't feel like there's no much that I can't accomplish that I've tried because I've done everything I said I was going to do besides go to the NFL. And I just, that, I, I want to redo on that one. I didn't get to the NFL. I, I, <laughs> that was out of my physical control. I'm just not a, six foot one. I am six foot one for all the people that want to, I'm six foot. I'm over six foot. I'm six foot one, six foot two. If actually give me six, two, actually, 
but I'm not a four, three kid. I'm not a four, three kid. So I didn't make it to the NFL, but everything else I wanted to accomplish in a mental capacity that I said I was going to do getting to top business school, doing wall street, starting a successful company. I did all those things. And so everyone, I'm not like, like everyone could do that. I just think people lack a lot of confidence when it comes to that. And when it talks about increasing your income, increasing your career, it comes with confidence and understanding that you can do it with hard work, but it's also hard work. I think a lot of people that are like doing the day trade, if you know some day trading, they're looking for a quick way out of something. They're looking for an easy way. There's no easy way to do anything. That's just the truth. And it sucks. It's a hard pill to swallow unless you like play the lottery tickets and luck get lucky. But do you know anyone that's won the lottery? No, there is no easy way to these things. It takes habitual work day after day, month after month, year after year. But in a year, a lot of things can change. So people really don't like want to even take that year step. But it so much changes in a year. But I also want to say, be a producer. Like if you work in a corporate America, if you're in sales or if you're in any of these different areas, you have to be a producer. Producers are the people that they'll keep. People that are bringing them in money are the people that they'll keep. For your own self, if you have your own business, be a better salesperson, be a producer. You have to understand that because that's the way, that's what brings value. If you have a good product and no one knows about it, that's just, that, that's, that doesn't do you any good. You have to get to people and have people understand it, have people work with you, have you buy like that is yet to be a producer. And it's easy to say that, but it's hard to implement. I understand, but that's, that's the truth. Nothing comes easy um, when you're trying to do something. But doing more with more is a bit better concept. I want people to wrap their heads around. It doesn't mean try to trade and get rich quickly. That's not going to happen. Doing more with more over time is the way you do it. It should be in the area that you're passionate about, area that you're good at. And it shouldn't just be trying to like search for a number. That's just not going to work out at all. And lastly, you know, doing more with more compounding numbers. When you have more, you're able to save more and thus invest more over time. If you're worried about stocks when you have $200 in your account and you're trying to like, oh, what should I buy? Like what you need to do is make more money. There's no, what stocks you should buy. There, that's, it just, that's the focus should not be on that. It should be on making more so that you can invest more over time. If you compound 10% on $100, you made $10. That's like, okay, my lunch. If you compound 10% on a thousand, $100,000, you made 10,000. So people need to focus more on the compounding higher numbers by make, doing more with more through what they're passionate about, what they're good at, what can bring them income and be a producer, go get what's yours, be confident in it. I think that's super important to talk about, but thank you for listening to my Ted talk and my round table. Appreciate you all. Next up, we're going to talk question of the week. Hey, questions of the week, questions of the week, folks. I like this. I like this segment. I like to answer questions that I find online or that I get in person or through meetings, but this one's a different one. It's a somber tale. It's a somber story. And hopefully I can add some help analysis, but maybe if there's someone out there feeling this, they can also get some comfort as well. But the question is, or the comment is, we're in a deep financial hole. Is there any way out? More depth, the questioner asks, we are currently behind on all our bills after some life events put us $2,000 in the hole. We cannot get caught up. We have three little kids 
and I can't get approved for any loans or credit cards due to my credit. We are one and a half months behind on rent. The next month rent is coming up and I have no money. My car payment, the electric bill, and our cell phones are a month behind. The brakes are shot in my car. I'm really at a loss. I'm having horrible anxiety and I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's a tough, very, very tough situation. First and foremost, we're not trying to um, gloss over the fact that it's tough a lot for a lot of people, especially during these times. I don't know when this was written. Um, it looks to be yeah, recently, or no, this was written a while ago, but still, everybody out there is in tough financial times. So what can you do in these situations? I think one of the things that people struggle with when it comes to this is asking for help, which is understandable. Like I've never really asked for anyone for help for anything. So I just, and I don't need it uh, at this point where I'm at over my life, obviously, but other people may. And that, that is, that is hard, um, hard thing to do. So of course that's one of the things you can do to ask for help, whether it's your creditors, whether it's people, let people know the situation. A lot of people think, you know, if someone owes rent, I'm sure some people think that they just don't want to pay it, but like, they understand that you just you're in a tough time in a tough spot, and so I would say to this person, you should try to figure out a way so you can ask for help. Um, that would be a good thing to do. So there's places I think there's funds United Way two one one helpline um, is a place to do to do that and just try to get on track. The next thing is just take a step back and say, hey, what can I do? What are the little things I can do right now? How can I increase my income? The person didn't talk about like career or job or whatever. How can I increase my income? to get myself back on track. Cause not to, to belittle it, but 2000 isn't a crazy amount as far as the credit card debt and then getting caught up on rent. That's let's get the things out of getting your head above water is probably the hardest thing to do. But once you do, you feel great. And it's obviously easier said than done. But I think working out payment plans is also a good thing. If you just don't pay someone, they're going to be angry. But if you call them be like, Hey, here's what my situation is. I want to work out a payment plan that this for this individual their rent they can work out a payment plan to get that down because as long as you're keeping the person your creditor happy with some sort of cash flow they'll be better it's probably interest free if you know in most cases i would assume it is so that is one way to look at it and then obviously you know looking for some way to get forbearance on all the other credits you own whether it's the car um that would be a big thing to do but try to calm down the anxiety won't be helpful, but it's understandable. But try to look at things in a way that you can turn it positively is what I would say for this person. Um, creditor, payment plan, asking for help, trying to think positively, increasing income will be the best ways to go about it. And yeah, hopefully this person figured that out. Um, but yeah, that's the finance roundtable. Outro of the show coming up next. Hey everyone, thanks for listening for another week. As always, share this podcast, spread the news, tell your friends, your mom, your brother, your sister, your cousins. You just saw them at Thanksgiving. Do you like all of them? I don't know. Maybe you don't, but just share this with them. That's a good gesture, a gesture of good faith. Let them know how they're you're getting your literacy. Let them know how you're getting your your motivation week to week. Oh man. But anyways, what's up with me? I'm doing Trading Nation, uh, CNBC, I think this afternoon, actually. Um, some more, obviously, TV and stuff coming up in the final weeks, three, four times a month. As always, love it. I watched the Undoing finale. 
what did you guys think? Did you know it was the father? I forget the names of characters of every show, but I just know them by the the role, the father. Was it the father? Did you know the undoing finale? Who thought that was a surprise? I thought it was a great last episode. That last episode was the best episode to me. Like all the other ones were like pretty good, but there were I like I wasn't that crazed over it like everyone else was. But the last episode was really really good. So yeah, whoa! Oh, well, I just spoiler alert. Actually, sorry for the people that haven't seen it yet. But if you haven't, that's your fault. Um, in NFL news, the Baltimore Ravens had a COVID outbreak. I don't know if you saw that. They played a game on a Wednesday afternoon. I don't know if the NFL's ever played a game on a Wednesday afternoon before. But it happened because of the COVID outbreak. Um, in more sports news, John Wall was traded for Russell Westbrook. Just traded two um, similar players for each other. I was going to say something less um, amenable. But uh, if they ever hear this, I'd like to know I'm fans of what they do in some capacity. <laughs> um, I also posted my podcast here in the review. So, again, thank you for everyone for listening over there's 13 countries um, and it was only Spotify stats. I actually have way more listeners on Apple podcasts, surprisingly enough. So they didn't get capture all that data, which um, I'm sure there's more of great, great people are listening every week. Again, share it. If you have anything for me, reach out to me. I'm always, you know, accessible and would love to hear from you on what you need. If you don't want to talk any of those things, I'm always available. Really, really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a wonderful week and stay safe.